Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, July 17th, 2023, and what an incredible incredibly great day it is ladies and gentlemen today if it's your birthday i have to just say happy birthday to each and every one of you and i promise tomorrow that you will get a shout out as well as those whose birthday is tomorrow but ladies and gentlemen if it is your birthday today i want to wish you all the love joy peace happiness and understanding you deserve on this day and if you'd like to get a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And we will get that out to you as a shout out on your birthday. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited about talking to you today. I'm super excited all the time, but I had a phenomenal opportunity this weekend to talk to so many fabulous individuals, and we'll jump into that in a little bit, but I just want to absolutely tip my hat and say thank you to KBLA for a stellar, stellar event on Saturday as it relates to the 10th anniversary of the Black Lives Matter movement, not a moment. And ladies and gentlemen, I know it was hot and we missed some of you out there, but I was out there. I was front and center. I wasn't standing in the back with the VIPs. I was standing where the people are, the people that absolutely matter in moving the needle forward. And I stood out in the sun, ladies and gentlemen, because the information that was being disseminated was was absolutely what we needed as a community, as a people. And if you have any opportunity to kind of chime in and see, I don't know if anybody was video recording or anything like that, but the absolute, uh, this was an absolutely phenomenal production was an absolutely phenomenal lineup of individuals. Got an opportunity to hear from Chuck D, uh, which really, if you know Chuck D, if you follow any of his work and some of the things that he's done with Public Enemy, I mean, it's just it was just incredible to hear him speak. Um, I also got an opportunity to stand front and center to listen to Miss Elaine Brown, and she is one of the founding founding members of the Black Panther Party. Got a chance, of course, to listen to Dr. Cornell West. He is running for our president of the United States. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to break down 
each and every one of the conversations that I had the opportunity to to talk uh, to talk to each one of these individuals individually and just really get uh, some great information. And so what I'm going to do today for the beginning part of our show is just kind of share uh, kind of what they felt about the new money space and um, just interesting as to, you know, what individuals were thinking and how they feel that economics and the new way money is being rolled out is going to uh, affect our community. In fact, I am hoping to have each and every one of them on individually to just really share their thoughts about new money and what they think is happening with old money. And it's really interesting, ladies and gentlemen, how uh, diverse the thought pattern is. And so I just want to share it because it's 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 funny to me um, to just hear different people's perspective about this thing called cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue the conversation. It's KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Before we jump into what happened on Saturday, I would like to just give you the quote that I found. And ironically, this is a quote from somebody by the name of John Rasenberger. And, um, I want to just say that this quote really spoke to me today. It says, find people who share your values and you'll conquer the world together. Again, find people who share your values and you'll conquer the world together. So first and foremost, let me just jump into an observation of mine. You all know that I am very big on saying that money solves almost everything. And I know a lot of people think that that's not a real true statement, but I really feel like money solves almost all problems. Because if you have economics in place, you're able to actually buy and do the things that you need to do to solve whatever that problem is. So let's just start with this observation of mine. So there were a substantial amount of people that came out to the uh, event, the Black Lives Matter event, the anniversary event 10 years on Saturday. But I am suspecting that a lot of people didn't show up, probably number one, because it was hot. But I want to say number two, because a lot of people felt like because the Black Lives Matter movement always talks about defunding the police and of course the honorees which again I just I, I never even got an opportunity to say this uh, but there were mothers there all of which of whom's children be it young children teenagers grown adults that have been murdered by the police um, and some received justice meaning the police officers got sentenced and some did not receive justice as all at all as we know happens more times than not that being said i want to uh pay homage to those fabulous women and men who came out and stood strong 
and really brought back the remembrance of their children that had been murdered. But that being stated, we knew that, or a lot of us knew that the police would not be present. The LAPD would not be present at this event. And ladies and gentlemen, some of us stayed home because we didn't think maybe that we wouldn't be safe or, you know, our community, something could go wrong. And with the police not coming up to show up and help us, we would be in massive amounts of trouble, right? That's just some of the mindset. Let's just keep it real. That was what a lot of I was hearing from individuals, you know, that if something happens, the police LAPD is not going to come out. Well, let me tell you, we had the best police ever, ladies and gentlemen, because not only did we have the best police present, they were dressed in suits and ties and they had some of them had on regular security type outfits but they had on suits and ties and ladies and gentlemen the police officers that were there on saturday were on point they took care of our community they were hospitable they say yes ma'am and no ma'am and can i help you with that can i do this can i do that and 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 i got an epiphany on saturday ladies and gentlemen if our economics were in place and we actually were able to get some of the funding i'm not saying all but if we were able to get some of the funding that is being utilized or paid to the individuals that are slapping us and knocking us over there was a video i saw on saturday i couldn't even finish watching the man hitting the uh the police officer hitting or socking or slapping whatever he did to the young lady that had the three-month-old baby in her hand if we took his paycheck and paid some of the folks that were policing us on saturday we would be in a much better position in our community so the epiphany that i got that is if we took that money ladies and gentlemen and we funded the nation of islam foi that's who was out there that was who was policing us on saturday and i am proud to say that there was not one incident that they well there may have been a couple of little things that they had to control but what i do know is they were on their p's and q's and we felt as safe as we have ever felt even though they were not holding guns or they weren't uh talking to us crazy or we felt like felt like we were intimidated or anything like that ladies and gentlemen I totally, if I could say the words I really want to say, but I'm going to tell you, I messed with that. I absolutely loved how I felt on Saturday. I think I felt the safest I've ever felt in a big crowd of individuals. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you any lies. I went in thinking, you know what, if we have another incident like we had at Juneteenth out here, those police officers are going to turn their back and blah, but it did not not matter ladies and gentlemen because they had us they had our back on saturday and i absolutely loved it i love the feel of it i love the look of it and every black young boy that was out there 
they show or they were able to show those black brothers how to really stand up and protect your women, your children and your men. And it was just an incredible feel and an incredible experience. So, again, coming back to the economics of things, if we had the money that we needed in every single hood across this United States to ask our brothers from the nation of Islam to stand up and police our community specifically, they would have the monies that they need to take care of their families and they would keep us safe. But you know what else they would? They live in our communities. So they would know when Johnny is special needs and they would know that Johnny is off his medication and they know how to call his mother and say, hey, we got your son down here. He's going through some things and he needs some assistance. They would be able to do some of the things that our police officers are not able to do because 98 percent of them don't live in our community. They drive into our community. And the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I passed through a community community several communities especially when i'm doing that thing for jay-z and Dak jack dorsey over in brooklyn new york they have their own police officers and when i say they who am i talking about i'm talking about the jewish community that lives around the marcy housing projects they have their own police officers ladies and gentlemen and if you haven't gotten a news flash they have their own ambulances and they have their own em and when there is an emergency, they tend to their community. We need to do the exact same thing. And Saturday's event gave me an eye opener as to what we need to do to keep our community safe and keep our community policed by people that actually care about what happens in our community. We are not or should not be in a situation where we're constantly in fear of our men our children, our boys going out on a daily basis. It needs to be the exact same feel that we had on Friday or Saturday, excuse me, at the Black Lives Matter event. And so I'm just going to say that because that is something that we have got to do. And so I have something else to put on my list. I am going to start working with those individuals that are campaigning to make sure that we get the money in the hands of the people that are highly capable of protecting us and seeing to some of the problems that are are we're being involved in. Uh, we're being um that are happening in our community. And I want you all to think back also to Nipsey's funeral procession. Ladies and gentlemen, them those brothers and sisters kept that uh, kept it all in place, kept it orderly. There was not one outbreak. You know why? Cuz the FOI, National of Islam, was there and they showed up and they showed out. And there is something about the respect that people give to the Nation of Islam and the FOIs that that is just it's unprecedented. If they give a calm, it's a calm, it's a it's it's some other sort of reverence that they give whether you're christian whether you're protestant whether you're whatever you are muslim 
nation of Islam, whatever it is that you are, there is something about the reverence that our community gives to them. And I saw it again on Saturday. And so we've got to do something, ladies and gentlemen, to figure out how these brothers can police us all across this United States. Because whether we know it or not, the nation of Islam is in every inner city already. If we hire those brothers, we will have, I believe, what has been what will be revolutionary for our community it will stop a lot of the nonsense that's happening right now so i'm gonna get off of that stick but i'm telling you all stay tuned for that plan coming from me because we're gonna have the money to do some of the things that we need to do to make it happen we ain't gonna do no pilot program we just need to make sure we are about it and so that being said i talked with the sister um, where they're building a cop city in Atlanta, Georgia. And ladies and gentlemen, that cop city, how she explained it, how I did a little bit of research about it. They're planning on putting cop cities across the United States. But guess where they're putting them, ladies and gentlemen? They're putting them in the hoods. They're going to allow those cop cities to go from Atlanta to Baltimore to Los Angeles probably to Lancaster, Palmdale, to Apple Valley, the areas where there is a high concentration of African-Americans, Rialto and places like that. You know why? Because they're able to come out of Cop City and have individuals that they can practice on. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not the ones to be practiced on. And we have got to do something to circumvent what's getting ready to happen with these police states. And economically, we've got to have the money to pay the individuals to do the things that we need to have done and allow them to be out front and to dismiss those who do not hold our best interests at hand. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's what I got from Saturday. And it was all good. And as we move into talking about our presidential candidate, um, Dr. Cornell West, I got an opportunity to talk to him and share with him uh, my thoughts on central bank digital currencies. And I'm proud to say that uh, he and I will be sitting down and talking more about helping him understand this thing called cryptocurrency, what it is, how it works, the central bank digital currencies moving forward, because he admitted that he was very limited to his understanding about cryptocurrency. And so that's my job. And I'm going to take that job and I'm going to make sure that that brother has his information. So when he goes up for a presidential debate or anybody that he's talking to as it relates to the central bank digital currency or cryptocurrency that he is on top of his stuff and so one of the other individuals that i got an opportunity to share and talk with is elaine brown some of you may not have even known who she is or where she came from founding member of the black panther party and she agreed with me that if we do not have our economics in place, we can't change anything. Yes, we can get people elected, but those elected individuals are the people running. They need money, folks, and they tend to cater to those who have the money that can do the things that can 
not necessarily pay, but you got to get advertisements. You got to get all sorts of bills crafted and things of that sort. And it costs money. And so if we can get our economics in place, we can be a little, a much stronger force to be reckoned with. And so that is something that we have to do. It's imperative. Uh, and so speaking to her, uh, she told me that I look, and I've heard this before, that I look like Bunchy Carter and I could be one of the Carter family. And so um, she said it standing there. And so we got an opportunity to talk. And you know what? She was no nonsense, period. No nonsense. And it really gave me the fire and the enthusiasm, the just a little bit of what I needed to just keep pushing forward. Because a lot of times when you're in a space such as this, when you're speaking the truth and you're not quite uh, the most popular individual as it relates to the things that you're saying, it's good to know that there's other people that not necessarily recognize you, but that are in the same fight and have the same mindset that you do, that you need to do this hook or crook. And that's basically, you know, the the information and what she disseminated and not be afraid of anybody in this fight to keep pushing forward and continue doing the things that we need to do to make sure that our community is getting the best information that they can get. And so that was really inspiring to me. And I also got an opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with Trayvon Martin's mother. And it's not much that you can much that you can say other than of course you admire her and that you're praying for her but I am going to make an effort to make sure that I am getting out to these walks the walk that she does every single year and really educating those in her community about how money works how money doesn't work how money doesn't serve us because again it all comes back down to economics and I told her I'm boycotting Florida because Florida, as DeSantis says, is where woke comes to die. So I guess that means that's where black folks and, and what our dreams are come to die. And so, but I am making a commitment to Sabrina Fulton to get to Miami to help out there. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you stick around. This is L.A.'s home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was stating that there was a word that I grew up using all throughout my childhood and my teenage years and into my young 20 adulthood and had no idea what the word actually meant until this weekend. And that word is actually peon. If you grew up in South Central Los Angeles, I don't know about other parts of the country, but people used to always, or guys used to always call other guys from other gangs peons. Or if you were afraid to fight, they call you a peon. If you were afraid to stand up for yourself, they call you a peon. And I've heard that word so many, so many times. And this weekend, I learned something new. Peon usually refers to a person or a sub, a person that is being subjected to peonage. 
and any form, and that's any form of wage labor, financial exploitation, coercive economic practices, or policy in which the victim of a laborer has little control over employment or economic conditions. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all peons in this United States. And when I realized that the word peon had been used out of context for so many years, it got us away from really looking at what we were being subjected to. And, of course, as I got older, I realized we were, um, I, I, not the word peon, but I was realizing as I got older into my teenage years, probably wasn't even till, uh, till my early 20s, because growing up in something, you just think things are right, you know, where people are in gangs and they're they're representing their streets and they're doing all these things and don't own anything on the street. Uh, a lot of the parents are renting and they don't own anything on the streets. And so as I got older, I really realized how incredibly stupid it was for a lot of us to claim different territories and things of that sort. But for the simple fact that we heard the word peon almost every day, uh, going in and coming out, it was just really interesting to understand that it literally had a meaning that had to deal with financial exploitation. And ladies and gentlemen, whether you are sitting somewhere right now with $200,000 in the bank or $500,000 in the bank or $5 in the bank or negative $350 in your bank account, we are all peons. We have been financially exploited in this country in more ways than one. And as we talk about the financial products that are available to our community, the financial products that our community has been expected to use, I don't even want to say expected to use, it's the only thing that we're able to use because we're not considered uh, accredited investors and we don't have a million dollars liquid and things of that sort. But ladies and gentlemen, we have been peons. And so I was actually going to uh, take a look at and try to really explain to you all what peonage is and how it was outlawed back uh, about a hundred or so years ago. I was going to break down that history and how it's imperative that we really understand that a lot of the things that are being practiced right now have been deemed illegal, but what they've done is they've just figured out another way to roll it out where it doesn't look like the financial slavery that we're in. And so as we continue to learn, as we continue to grow, and as we continue to get out of being peons, I really feel like, again, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is one of the ways that we are going to get ourselves away from being a peon. We won't be laborers. We won't be laborers or slaves to the workplace. Uh, I've got people calling me this weekend that have just decided they've been on the job 30, 35 years, and they don't even think that they have enough money to retire. But ladies and gentlemen, what they're thinking about doing, and some have already done it, is just really going in there and quitting and taking their retirement and trying to deal with it from here because they can't take anymore. There's so many things that are happening in the workplace right now leads back to this to this particular word. It is um, the labor that is being done or the labor that has to be done in these companies and the things that people are being subjected to, how people are being treated, how people are being forced to allow other people to, to 
walk over them and get promotions above and beyond what is what is supposed to happen after you train somebody, then they wind up being the person that takes over and, and actually is in charge of your department. Just all of these things, ladies and gentlemen, the more and more we get, uh, we, I don't, I don't know. The more and more time passes, the more and more to me, it seems like we are not going forward. We are going backwards. And the stories that I'm hearing and the things that are happening with the Supreme Court and just all of the things that are happening in the judicial system, we are in a situation where we have got to take our hands, our everything into our own hands. And so this is the time. Time out for being a peon. And so if you're listening to me today and you don't believe that definition, get on there and read it. And if you think that you're going to work every day and uh, you're not falling under this category, you definitely are. But there are options. There are things that you can do. There are side hustles that you can get involved in because this right now is a time, again, not to just be a worker, but to also be a person that is creating and coming up with some of the things that are going to move the needle and move us into this new decentralized age. And we need each and every one of you to start thinking about things that you can do even in your retirement, things that you can do that better help our community. Uh, really take, make a commitment to get here and be dedicated to helping your next-door neighbor that may be a renter to really understand how they can become a buyer of a property, how they can get a duplex and rent out one and live in the other and not necessarily pay their entire mortgage but pay uh, the amount of mortgage that's needed where they can actually own a piece of something and uh, really benefit from from a lot of things that happen as a, as a homeowner. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is our time. It is time for us not to be peons. And uh, I'm just really, really excited about what the future looks like. And we're going to continue to give you things and, and share ways that you can really get ahead. And that's what this is about. And uh, it's not all necessarily, again, in the cryptocurrency space, not all necessarily in the Bitcoin space. We've got to make sure that we've got those four pillars in our lives and those four pillars are doing exactly what they need to do in the time that they need to be done. And that's our digital assets, ladies and gentlemen. That's our hard assets. That's our legacy assets. And it's also our bail assets. And we're going to get all of those things in place. We're going to continue to talk. We are going to continue to enlighten you, and I'm definitely not going to use the word woke, but it is really time for us to be enlightened, and it is time for us to take action. So if you're someone that's just sitting there and saying, you know what, what can I do to move forward? What can I do to push the needle? What can I do to help my household and my community do better than we've done in the last three, 400 years here on this continent? Please reach out to me. Send me an email, asknajaroberts at gmail.com, asknajaroberts uh, at gmail.com, and we can definitely get you moving in the right direction. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation, the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to go ahead and jump into our market update for today because we've got some things going on. 
So Bitcoin has dropped down back below $30,000. It's right now at $29,000. It's trading at $29,922. In the last hour, it's up 0.19%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 1.26%. And in the last seven days, it is down 2.84%. And then we look at Ethereum. Ethereum is trading at $1,889. It is up in the last hour, 0.17%. It is also down in the last 24 hours, 2.13%. And in the last seven days, it's down 0.17%. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look at XRP now. I am going to say the reason I'm taking a look at XRP is because a lot of my coworkers, I call them coworkers, even though we have our own businesses, they have been taking their profit out of XRP. Why are they taking their profit out of XRP? Because they don't think that it's going to get to a dollar. A lot of people think that it's going to get to a dollar, and it may. It may do do a dollar. It may do $10, but what I do know it's not going to do is 29000 But uh, I'm going to leave that right there because that's, that, that's, um, that's for each, to each his own, what you think is going to happen. But uh, on this XRP, it's gone up to $0.73, cents and it's up in the last hour, 0.09%. And I believe as people start to understand exactly what is going on with XRP, it's going to do its thing, and it's going to correct itself. But that being said, uh, in the last 24 hours, it is down 1.39%. And in the last seven days, ladies and gentlemen, XRP is up 53.35%. XRP is the cryptocurrency that is doing the best right now for those individuals that are on the get-rich-quick thing. Now. Uh, and again, no shade, and some of us may have participated, and some of us may not have, but that is what's happening on the XRP side. And I definitely am bound to tell that information, just like I say, when anything is down or anything like that. So uh, typically when a coin is going up, it's not the time for you to get involved in it, but some of you may. Some of you might decide to go ahead and uh buy you some XRP and hopefully the XRP will get higher than 73 cents for you uh before it starts to correct itself who knows where it's going to go it may go to a dollar if it goes to a dollar i know some of the people that were still holding on will probably get rid of it because again there was a win with the with XRP however there are two sides to that win and so you've got to know that it's not 100% a win, just a partial win. So in that respect, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So I had a little bit of news, and I just want to make sure the individuals that are listening that were using Celsius, um, Celsius was a platform that allowed you to take a loan against your cryptocurrencies and they actually filed for bankruptcy and a whole lot of other things were going on. If you or anybody that you know was involved with uh, Celsius, 
Celsius is having a crypto fire sale, um, and they pulled out $63 million out of the $160 million that was sent to their exchange. They have finally started sending cryptocurrency uh, to exchange with their users waiting to be repaid in Bitcoin or Ethereum. If I were you and I was on Celsius, and Celsius is now talking about refunding my coin, no matter what it is, I would take it in Bitcoin. And again, that's just me. So if you were a client of Celsius, please start to look at your emails. Please start to do your due diligence and know that they have begun giving back some of those funds. And this is going to happen again, time and time again, with different uh, with different companies. Even the Black Wall Street is going to have this same sort of thing. When it's time for them to be able to release the Bitcoin to individuals, you'll probably be given an offer, uh, uh, option to either take it in Bitcoin or put it back into your bank account. And so because putting it back into your bank account yields you absolutely nothing, I would suggest that you would take it out in Bitcoin. But again, this is going to happen with a lot of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency companies that have gone uh, bankrupt. And they're not going bankrupt because that Bitcoin is not doing what it's supposed to do. It, they're going bankrupt because of how these different CEOs and CFOs and founders are actually treating people's uh, hard a- assets that are there, the assets that have been uh, trusted to them to keep. And so that's what's putting everybody in these precarious situations. So again, Celsius is starting to return funds to individuals. So please make sure you're paying attention. And um, uh, because July 1st, they were given the nod to start to pay their clients back. And so again, just like the Black Wall Street, Celsius is going through um, Celsius is going through something similar, but not as far as the leadership is concerned. Celsius's leadership did something incorrect, and I believe he was just arrested for that. But they are still starting to give people their funds. Nothing ill has happened with the Black Wall Street wallet, but they're waiting for the nod as well to begin to give the investors their funds back from the platform. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for that. One of the things that I really want to um, address, and I and this is after talking to Cornell West, uh, Dr. Cornell West this weekend, and really uh, looking at who else is running for president and what they're saying about central bank digital currencies. We know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, filed some documents about um, – about central bank digital currencies, very, very astute on central bank digital currencies. And I think as this thing starts to roll out, as we start to really see these presidential candidates along with the senators and congressional individuals that are running, we're going to start hearing them talk about cryptocurrencies more and more. And it's going to be a good thing that you really understand the harm that central bank digital currencies can do to us. If we think we're peons now, we are definitely going to be peon to the second power if they're able to implement these digital currencies, these central bank digital currencies. And so um, we'll just keep our eye open on that. And if you know any of the politicians that want to talk about and learn about cryptocurrency, I'm here for it. 
I also have a book that some of my colleagues had written uh, on on uh, cryptocurrency and, and poli- politics and things of that sort. But ladies and gentlemen, today I just really want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to rock with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We're going to have a Crypto Essentials on July the 22nd, and we're going to have a Ledger and Me 123 on July the uh, 22nd as well. You can reach out to me at 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing to diligently create Satoshi Millionaires by dollar cost averaging. That's what you need to do. One day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.